I pray and thank you for this day, Lord. Amen. So this evening, uh, the topic for this evening will be a man troubled by his thoughts. So I want to start off by reading a verses uh, here. Alrighty. So the verses that I want to start off reading, I'm going to start with Daniel. Uh, Chapter 5, verse 1. I'm going to read a few verses uh, down uh, to about verse 7. So, Belshazzar the king made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, whilst he, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the gold the golden and silver vessels which his father, Nebuchadnezzar, had taken out of the temple, which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes, his wives, and his concubines might drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was at Jerusalem, and the king and his princes, his wives, and his concubines drank them, drank in them drank wine and praised the gods of gold and silver and of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. The king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his loins were loose, and his knees smote one against the other, against another. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers, and the king spake, and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing, and show me the, the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom those were um, that was Daniel chapter 5 verses 1 through 7 so in this um, in this teaching this evening I wanted to speak on uh, the thoughts that that trouble us. Um, of course, we're, we were speaking on Belshazzar and uh, the, the vision that he had. Uh, he was troubled by the writing on the wall, and he wanted um, he wanted it to be you know, figured out by someone. Like when he cried, where it says in verse seven, the king cried aloud to bring the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. Said to the wise men of Babylon, whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof, shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about his neck, and shall be the third ruler in So he wanted to, um, he was troubled by the message, and he wanted, you know, someone to uh, basically make sense of it, to interpret it for him. And 
being that this is the king, um, it did not appear likely that his thoughts would trouble him. He was an irresponsible and reckless monarch. He had hardened his heart with pride. He was drinking wine and it had worked upon him. He was celebrating in a riotous company. He was using profanity, daring to abuse the sacred vessels in his banquets as an expression of his contempt for Israel's God, whom he despised. So he was doing things, the king was doing things that were, um, you know, not of God. He was partaking in certain activity that was not of the Lord, was not uh, fruitful and prosperous in God's kingdom. And um, so he didn't, he didn't seem like, you know, he would be troubled. He didn't seem troubled. He didn't seem bothered or anything like that. But it is to be noted that no man um, is rendered wise or thoughtful by the wine cup. No man is out of reach of the arrows of God. And no conscience is so dead that God cannot arouse it. So it's saying that... Um, Although he's part, although the king is partaking in these things, that you know he's not out of God's reach, no matter what, no matter what he's partaking in, no matter the gods he's praising, the uh, the gods of gold, silver, brass, iron, wood, stone, um, no matter what he's, no man is out of reach with the arrows of God. So we're never out of reach, no matter what we're doing. We're never out of reach of God, even when we are, you know, maybe feeling hopeless or feeling like, you know, the enemy's using us, you know, coming into our life and, you know, shaking things up and doing things that are, um, you know, make us feel far apart from God, we're never out of the reach of, of God, and uh, no conscience is ever so dead that God cannot arouse it, so God can always, you know, renew our conscience, renew our spirit, no matter what. Or the things that uh, the things that the king saw were was appalling to him. Uh, what what he could see, what he could not see, was suggestive. Where he was thinking, where's the hand? Where was the writer? What had he written? What did it mean? So you know he's troubled. Um, he's engaging in these things that are not of the Lord, and now you know he's having these uh, these visions, these of the writing on the wall. He's trying to figure it out because, you know, it troubled him. It troubled his mind. So he's you know, asking these questions. Well, what he had done was alarming. His own past flashed before him. His cruel wars, oppressions, blasphemies, and vices. What he had failed to do came before him. And what he was then in the act of doing startled him. So the things and the ways that he has sinned against the kingdom and forsaken God, the things that he's done are all coming back and they're alarming him. His past is, you know, is flashing right before his eyes. The things that he's partaken in, the things that he's done, such as cruel wars, oppressions, blasphemies, and vices. So I do want to talk about this evening about how know our thoughts might trouble us um you know separate of the king and what he was going what he was partaking in and what he was also going through um i wanted to talk about you know us on a us 
not the king, but as Christians of lovers of the Lord and um, sometimes lovers of the world. So I wanted to be noted that uh, I want to say that we are prosperous. We are prosperous. In God's kingdom, God is trying to perfect us and make us, you know, perfect for him. For when that time comes for us to meet him in heaven, that we can, you know, you know rest with him. Our souls can find salvation and, uh, you know, rest in heavenly peace in heaven with him. So God is building us up to be prosperous. Um, sometimes we trifle with holy things. Uh, we neglect, we ridicule, or use without seriousness the things of God. Uh, we mix with the impure. And uh, we need to know that with the impure things that, you know, we may mix with, with worldly things that we may mix with um, when we're, you know, halfway in, um, you know, Christianity and halfway loving the world, um, we have to know that we can perish with those things. As those things, of the, as the things of the world will perish, um, you know, our souls can perish with them if we continue to these types of things like sin against the Lord um, you know when we feel conviction in our spirit if we're not repenting if we're constantly partaking in behavior that's uh, you know displeasing to God then we can perish so the same way that things like um, things of the world like you know trends how trends something can be trendy one week and they could be you know dead and gone in everybody's mind the next week or the next month or the next year our soul can perish when we are, um, you know, being lovers of the world, when we're worshiping these gods of, worshiping gods of gold, worshiping money, worshiping things that are not of the Lord. Um, our Father's history, must in, it may instruct us, or at least trouble, yes, so our Father's history might instruct us or at least trouble us. The sacred writing, when I, when I referenced um, let me find the verse real quick, sorry. Okay. So when I reference uh, Daniel chapter 5, verse 5, I'm going to read it. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. So over against the candlestick, that sacred writing um, is against us. We must read the Holy Scripture and, you know, see for ourselves. Conscience from inaction is like a withered arm in the souls of many. Conscience from inaction is like a withered arm in the souls of many. But the Lord of conscience will one day say to it, Be thou stretched forth, and do thine appointed work. So there will be a time where, you know, even the king, as he's worshiping these different gods, you know, there came a time that he was presented with the things that he had been doing, a flash of his past, and, um, felt convicted by it so to speak and um with this uh with this writing 
writing on the wall with the, uh, with the image of the hand. So I want to read something else before, uh, before closing out this message. So I want to read a verse from Romans, and it's going to be Romans chapter 12. I'm going to start with verse 1. Romans 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. So with this, uh, so that was Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. So it's important that we be not conformed to the world. That even though we live in the world at this time, um, you know, our flesh, um, even though we live in the world, we are not to be conformed by the world. So we can't find pleasure in sin. We can't continuously sin and not ever think that we won't be faced with a, um, you know, faced with conviction because God is going, we're God's children and he blesses us actually with the spirit of conviction, you know, so that we can repent, so that we can, you know, realize the things that we've been partaking in are not serving us and not serving or furthering the kingdom of God. And another verse, I think this will be the final verse that I read, um, of James chapter 7 I lost my bookmark sorry give me just a few moments I'm sorry, James, what? Chapter 7? Mm-hmm. Wait. I broke down the wall. Hold on one thing. I broke down the wall. No, it's like a Just a moment. Okay. So it's James chapter 4. chapter 4, and I want to start with uh, verse 7. Chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep, and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. So it is important, uh, so as I talked about before in the message, um, you know, the king had hardened his heart with pride. Um, he's celebrating in riotous company. He's using pr 
profanity, profane language that is not um, it's not pleasing to God. He's participating in these activities. So it is important that we draw closer to God so that God can draw closer to us. We need to resist the devil, uh, resist worldly, uh, worldly influence, don't have idols in, um, you know, in your brother and sisters of Christ. Don't have idols. God is who we are, you know, looking to. We're trying to, we're trying to be more like Jesus. Um, we want our, we want salvation. The Holy Father, you know, when it is our time, our appointed time to go to heaven. And the world will not save us. The things that we do of the world will not save us. They will draw us further and further from the Lord he won't be able to you know draw close to us even if he's trying to get close to us and we're participating in certain activities or sinning and things like that whatever it may be um, those things pull us away from God and away from furthering the kingdom and spreading God's truth spreading God's love spreading the grace that God has you know put in our hearts for one another um, yes I do thank everyone for um, you know listening to this message and I hope that you know it has blessed everyone and I do want to go ahead and close out your prayer Father, I come to you to say thank you for allowing me to deliver this message this evening. Bless this message to be uh, interpreted properly and uh, fall upon the hearts that you know need to hear it and receive this message. Lord, I pray that you free your children from their from our worldly activities, Lord Jesus. Even those who um, who do those of us who do on a regular basis, Lord, sometimes we do fall as well, and we're, uh, we're tempted by worldly things, and we're doing things that are not pleasing to you, and Lord, I pray that you please free us from the bounds of sin, Lord, I pray that you please conviction, so that way we may repent of our sins. I pray that uh, you bless us not to be troubled by our thoughts, our thoughts, but to be transformed by your word, Lord. Mm-hmm. I pray that uh, the spirit of Jesus be filled in all of us, especially in our weakest moments, Lord. When we feel that uh, we are too far from you, may you draw closer to us and comfort us and allow us and bless us to know that you are always wanting to be with us and always wanting to transform our hearts. In the name of Jesus, I pray and I thank you, Father God. Amen. Amen. Amen.